people that, that helped us wanted to know and uh, the university wanted to know, you know, I, it's just been, it's been really hard not, not knowing and not understanding what happened, not knowing as a mom what to be worried about for my other two kids. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur. And I am an intuition teacher, a psychic medium, and host of this podcast, Moving Beyond. Here, you have the opportunity to be a fly on my wall and listen in on an intimate reading in which I connect someone to their loved ones on the other side. You will hear stories of grief and tremendous loss, but you will also hear stories of loving connection and witness beautiful transformations. Thank you for listening with an open heart. I truly believe that we heal in community, and you're here. You are an important part of this one. Hi, my name is Mary, and I'm from Portland, Oregon, and I'm hoping to connect with my son, Owen. Uh, We lost Owen in the fall of 2019 when he was a college freshman, and um, it's been really hard without him. Nice to meet you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really, um, really happy to be here and to meet you. Oh, wonderful. I'm happy to have you and always like to ask if there's anything you don't want to know. Um, thank you. But I, you know, I'm here mostly because I, I want to know more. And uh, there's nothing that, that, I, that I don't want to know at this point. Okay. Thank you. All right. If you change your mind, you just let me know. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I've got a few people stepping forward, and my first impression is also that of a younger man who steps in here on my left-hand side, Um, the generation underneath you, that I know we're going to be working with quite a bit. And I feel... He's quite excited to be here, actually. But you see, you would have lost a son to the spirit side. Do you see this? Yes. Yeah, because he comes in really excited, really happy to be here. And I think is a very, might be a funny thing to say, but it's my overwhelming feeling, a touchy-feely person in life. Do you see? Like, I want to hug you and I want to be close to you. Just kind of fling my arms around you. Yes. I want to express here with him really nice hair so i think there's the sense of having hair that's maybe long enough where i can feel it on my face from time to time but like it's not in a short buzz cut it's it's quite luscious do do you see this yes yeah yes he has beautiful hair got great hair great head of hair because my first impression of your son is that i'm a grown adult in ways, like I'm not a child or a kid when I pass. I don't consider myself that. 
Um, I feel like I'm shot up in height and there's an adultness about me. Do you see that? Yes. And I feel as well that he feels actually taller than you by quite a bit. Yeah. Because I want to bend down and kiss your forehead and I feel that he would have had to kind of bend down a little bit. Do you see? Yeah. He's got such a gentle heart and he's got this sense of real compassion for people. And I know that that sounds like an odd thing maybe to say, but I just feel so sensitive with him in his heart space. Do, do you yes. see that? Yeah. Yeah. Now, he's a younger man. You know, I, I would say we, we know he's an adult, but he's not. Um, I, I wouldn't put him anywhere past like 22, 23. Do you yeah. see this? He, yeah, he's a little younger than that. But yeah, yeah, young adults. Yeah, it's like young adult. Let me just get him to come in a little bit more here. He's doing good. I'm gonna ha I'm gonna wait with him to talk about his passing later. He's just kind of pushing okay. me forward, so we'll get there. I promise. Um, but I feel that he just wants to talk about it later, so I'm gonna let him do that. I feel quite social in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I've got a million friends, you know, um, and. There's also a real sense of a really good bond with you, you know, whereas some kids might disconnect from parents. I don't feel that to be the case. You understand? It's really connected. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I can be open and vulnerable and um, the entire family space actually feels a really safe space for him in his life. And he wants to acknowledge this as well. Um, I feel that... There's also a younger, I want to call her a girl, but she's not really a girl anymore in the world that he watches over. But you see that there's also a younger girl in the world, like a daughter? Yes. But the two siblings of his, they're in the world. You see two kids in the world. Yes, yes. I see him watching them, and then it would be a brother and a sister, yes, not two sisters, mm -hmm. just brother and a sister. Yeah. Um, because I know he watches over both. I know that he wants you to know that he's going to make sure that they've got a guardian angel in him. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it looks like there is a living grandmother of his in the world. Do you see that? Yes. He wants to reach out to her. Now, it also feels like in this last year, she would have had a moment where her health is a bit wobbly, but then she comes back. Do, do you see that? Yeah. Because um, she's in strong spirits right now. He's showing me strong health, mm -hmm. strong, strong. And he's wanting to make sure you know that as well. It does feel that there is a man with him in spirit that's grandfather but i want to say that the connection to you your both your parents are still here is that right that's correct yeah he does have a man that he considers grandfatherly like to him but i feel like either i didn't get to know him well or there's really not that much connection there in life yeah yeah that's that's exactly it yeah and that would be on your dad's side right or sorry on his dad's side Yes, yeah, my husband's yeah. dad. Because he is with that man, um, but I feel like he gets to meet him and gets to know of him when in spirit, you know? 
Uh, so that's pretty cool for him is what he wants you to know. And um, I think you must know this, but there is a little bit of concern around your father's cardiovascular system that they're showing me. Yeah. You would know that there's been, that it's been looked at or there's been concern, do you see? Yes. While there is a true concern, it's not made up, I do think that the current treatment is the right treatment, so to speak. It's giving your father more life, is my feeling. Great, great. Kind of a funny thing to say, but your son's also wanting to acknowledge being with a cat. Okay. And I feel that cats would not maybe have been allowed in the home or wouldn't have been in the home during his lifetime. We're more dog people, and we, we had a cat just very, um, very briefly when the kids were very little, and that was the end of our cat family. Okay. Seeing a childhood bedroom there. Yeah. Um, and the sense of you even still living in the house with, with a space that feels like his. Yeah. You know, it's like we consider it his room. Do you see? Yeah. Yeah. He, he had just, um, just moved to a college in our town just a few weeks okay. before, before we lost ah. him a month or so. So it was, yeah, I mean, his, his room was still all, you know, set up with his bed and his childhood books and toys and everything. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. There's the sense of I had a room at home, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a room, I think that you would still go into from time to time and really think of as his. Yeah. And one that he wants you to know when you do, that he's right there with you very much besides you, without a doubt. Um, I do feel there's that sense of young adulthood as we spoke about, and I do feel as well that he actually integrates into that next chapter for himself, that college experience, like quite well, even though it's um, a short amount of time, it feels like he's really excited about it. Yeah. Okay. And then he makes me feel like when he was in high school, I think he would label himself or maybe even you would label him as, as a really kind of a good kid. Do you know, I don't really feel like I, I get into a party <clears throat> scene. Or yeah. Okay, because there's just the feeling of being a good kid. Pretty straight-laced is the feeling. And yet I feel that there is an, a sense of going to school and having quite a large exposure to this all of a sudden that I see. Yeah. Um, because I feel that it would be very surprising um, to you, I think that at the time that he's passed, that I think there is kind of a high level of intoxication in the system that I think he would just not be someone who's had a problem in the past or any kind of indication of this. D do you see that? Yeah. We, you know, we thought he was, uh, yeah, just a really good kid. And I think, yeah, we realized after we lost him that there was, yeah, some you know, normal experimenting uh, with alcohol and vaping and stuff, and then and then more at college a little. But it does feel like it's what he's wanting to acknowledge is really the sense of being a good kid. Like I really feel yeah. like this is normal experimentation. 
Yeah. And it feels like there are judgment calls made in that intoxicated space that do lead to a passing. But I don't feel that this is and, – and I think one of the things he really wants to bring up for you is there's a sense of this – this doesn't feel like addiction to me. It doesn't feel like yeah. it's hidden behavior. It doesn't feel like he was trying or living a double life in any capacity. There's this real sense of really quite innocent in, in the experimentation of it. Okay. Um, because I feel or he makes me feel like that would have been some sort of question that rises after his passing, you see? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's, yeah. he's really wanting to say to you, it's not like he was trying to hide anything and it feels quite naive in a lot of ways, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Show me, show me, show me. Okay. Um, I don't know how many details you know, but I'm going to just walk you through some of the impressions that I get and we can maybe piece it together as far as you know and, and go from there. Um, it feels like the moment of his passing versus the moment that he's identified as past, there's quite a time gap between those two. Do, do you see this? Yeah, yes. And what's also kind of strange is, would you know if he'd spent quite a bit of time outdoors during that night? Uh, yeah, yeah. He had gone um, off campus on a walk or something. We don't know, but he was outside. And I want to say that during this time, I do feel like I'm mostly alone. Okay. Um, which I feel would have been a question at one point. Yeah. Okay. That's quite odd. Um, because, again, I feel that there's quite the delay between anyone knowing him passed, he does want to acknowledge that he certainly wasn't stuck in an in-between state. Hmm. Do, do you see that? It would be a possibility that there were substances in his body that he wasn't aware he had taken or that it would potentially be mixed with something because there's a sense of him actually being a little confused at the time. As uh, to... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, the autopsy did show he had... Um the trace of, of cannabis in his system. So could have been something, you know, he didn't know how it was going to affect him or, yeah. Um, but that feeling earlier that I was seeing here with a lot of pressure on, on the headspace, um, yeah. would that also make sense to you? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, Feel that there's a lot of pressure there at the time. <clears throat> he keeps um, just acknowledging. I don't see anyone, anyone in and around him during during any of this. So there is the sense of being very much on his own. Would you know of that, or would you have suspected that? Uh, I think, yeah, we just didn't know. I mean, we we thought maybe he was by himself, but maybe that he had had somehow met up with other people, but we never, we've never found anyone. Okay. Yeah. You know, that, He's just that wanting with to him, so. confirm that. Yeah. And maybe there'll be some questions that um, you can ask later that can help guide my awareness here because it's, it's a funny feeling for me. I'll have to say, it's like, I've, I've got this pretty good 
goody two shoes kid. He's talking about a little bit of drug use, but nothing crazy. Um, I don't feel like I'm with anyone. I do feel like I'm outside for some period of time. I do feel like I eventually come to a place I know well, but yet I don't see myself with anyone. And and from his perspective, there's a very quite abrupt passing, and and then I'm just very aware that it it takes quite some time for anyone to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, his, uh, it took us two weeks to find him mm, after he was okay. missing. There's the sense of, I'm outdoors, I'm outdoors, I'm outdoors. And yeah, he, he, yeah we found him out, outside. Yeah. And do you, do you see what have been kind of chilly as well? I was, yeah, it was the night in the fall. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like I'm, it's a bit chilly. You know, I need a jacket and I, and I feel this sense of, I, there's some sort of loss of consciousness prior to his passing. Also being underneath or hidden or um, there's also an altitude shift of sorts. Now, mm-hmm. I wonder that that's why he was giving me the sense of wanting to go hiking in the beginning. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but I feel like where I'm at, I'm actually not that far from campus or I'm actually not that far yeah. from... Where I'm, it's like really close, I would say within yeah. a half mile, you know. Yeah. Um, and it keeps repeating the sense of not being with anyone, and this isn't. Okay. I, I would say it's not. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't place his passing into a space of homicide or murder. And I wonder if it's possible if there were some, because it had been two weeks of the toxicology report is a little bit faint on certain things. Sure. Um, I. I... Yeah, because I I would say that from what I'm feeling in the system, it doesn't feel like it would just be faint cannabis. Okay. Um, I just feel a little more discombobulated than that. Okay. And so when you said that, I was quite surprised yeah. um, to hear that. But I would say maybe it would have been hard to test for that it being out of the system pretty quickly thereafter. Um, yeah, well, um, you said it didn't seem like homicide or murder, but I guess we've wondered if this was was suicide or mm-hmm. an accident. I don't feel that there was a lot of intention leading up to it. Um, and I would place it much more on the accidental side. Yeah. Um, um, can Can he express like why he was out walking around at night (laughs) why he was by himself out under the influence there's a real there's a real sense of coming back to the sense of naivete and real youth and real experimentation and i would wonder if and how long substances that are hallucinogenic stay in the system or can be tested for? Because I feel like I'm hallucinating during this period of time. Okay. So I don't feel like my actions are one that makes sense, but it would feel similar to either mushrooms, possibly. I. It's just a feeling of hallucination that comes with whatever drug use this is. <laughs> 
That makes him an unreliable witness. <laughs> exactly. And that's yeah. why I feel that during this period of time, my actions and my logic wouldn't make sense. And where I'm going doesn't make sense. And kind of the journey I'm on to a physical, logical brain wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, losing him makes no sense to us. Yeah. Yeah. And he understands that. And I think he's... He's really trying to explain to you that it wasn't, it's not intentional suicide is my feeling. It's not a sense of prior to this, he had desired that. I think he's not consciously aware of what's going on in that period of time. And I feel what's really important as well is the sense that there's such naivete here in that. Like he's not a, and I know you know that, be such a good kid, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know that he he doesn't, want you to feel like he was living a life completely outside of what you knew him as. I don't feel that to be true at all. It's the sense of his, there's sensory overload for him. And I feel that he would have taken something that ideally he would have had a witness to a person who could be a guide, a person who could um, make sure he was safe, you know? And I think there's a bit of, uh, that he sees naivete in 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 how he proceeded. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, but th that explains maybe why we haven't been able to figure it out on our own. Because yeah. um, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really fit um, who he is. His, his body was found in the river um, mm. under the bridge that's close to campus, and um, you know, I guess. You know, a lot of people just assumed that, you know, he took his own life by jumping from the bridge. And mm -hmm. it just never, it never seemed like that would have been something yeah. he would do. Um, yeah. Right. And that makes sense because he was giving me the sense of altitude. Yeah. Um, but I feel that he would, as crazy as it sounds, I feel like I'm hallucinating and that I would have thought perhaps I could fly or that it wasn't a really a bridge. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feel like a thought around wanting to pass. Okay. Um, I also feel, however, it's not accidental in that I think this bridge would have been hard to accidentally fall off of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think he's really recognizing that the sense of it doesn't it doesn't make sense because it's nonsensical during that period of it time. It doesn't make sense. It was a Sunday night, you know, he should have just been in the dorm, you know, goofing around in the dorm and studying for class for tests and hanging out, but uh, it doesn't make sense. Um I guess I, I'd like to know, um, you know, if there's anything more that he wishes we knew about him that we didn't know, you know, sometimes as parents, you see your kids the way you want to see them and um, hmm. don't, don't know some things, even if we have a close family um, bond and whatever. I just wonder if there's anything he wishes that we knew about, about him. Well, it, it might actually sound quite the opposite. There's a sense of wanting you to know how much you did know about him because I feel that this has brought, a lot of questions and there's the sense of you did know 
him. You do know him. And not yeah. to feel that it's not the case, you know. There's really, really deep connection here. And I know that he, in life, felt very open to share. And the family space was a really welcoming one. And he, he's really, he's really made sure that I communicate that to you. And I feel like he wants to do it again. Really let you know. Yeah, the heart of so so much of our family uh, fun and family joy and exuberant uh, memories. Yeah, he's awesome. He's so fun. And I know he's certainly continuing to be a part of your family life. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to know the, <laughs> the best way to stay connected and... Um, well, I think you're, you are staying connected all the time, is how he's giving it to me. Keep seeing these hawks circling above you and him wanting you to look up at them. We, we do see those birds when we're, when we're out at the creek. He's got pretty good access to your dream state, so I do feel like you've had dreams and connected quite strongly with him in the dream state. So there's an yeah, easy bridge a few, there. A few times, yeah. I, I could and, do with more. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And he's going to keep coming, but he's, he's showing me you have access to them. Okay, let's ask him any other questions that you might have. Um, let's see what else I have here. I tried to make some notes. Um, oh, you, you've got to a lot of them already, but... Um, you know, he wrote some some songs with his friends. I think he thinks that they're great songs. <laughs> um, but they've got some good drums on there, too. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Um, good drum track. Um, you know, he's showing me that his friends have gone on to make more music, but have kind of split up and gone different directions. Do, do you see this? I think it's been, it's been really hard for, for them. But I think there's there's still some music being made. Some... Well, he's making me feel like they will make more music, but they'll go in different directions. So it won't okay. necessarily be the band that stays together. And I feel that the music that was made, he's quite happy to have it exist in the way that it does. Now, you are welcome to do whatever you want with it, is my feeling. Okay. Um, but it it doesn't feel that the other bandmates, so to speak, would push that forward Yeah. at the moment. And he's perfectly okay with that too. I would say all of them really played for the enjoyment of playing, not necessarily to go have a record deal. Right. Do you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and he just wants, you know, that was always the intention. It was fun. Although he and had it was such fun. good hair. He could have been the, <laughs> on the <laughs> album cover with that hair. Um you know, I do, um, as, as a mom of other young, you know, adults, college students, mm -hmm. um, I, I guess I just want to know, you know, if, if there's any way that we can be supporting Owen's brother and sister better as they face the challenges that, you know, somehow were, you know, Owen was unable to, to face or wanted to escape from. Um, I feel that your other two kids, they look well-equipped. They look aware. 
um, he's certainly a guardian angel to them. I feel like he wants you to offer some of your worry up to him because he's happy to take it. Okay. He's not worried about your other two not okay. not being in the world longer. That that certainly is un- they're they're here to stay. They're okay. they're not going anywhere. Um I feel silly asking this, but does he know no. anything about rocks that I have been finding? Let's see. Hmm. Well he shows me a heart shaped one. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows me a lot of heart shaped rocks. Yeah, I've been finding um, so many heart-shaped rocks in the places that we used to to be together as a family, and uh, it's it just seems amazing to me because we've we always looked for rocks and found fun-shaped rocks or good-colored rocks or agates at the beach, <laughs> yeah. and and now it seems like all the rocks uh, are shaped like hearts. Well, that's what he was showing me: heart-shaped rocks. Sending them to you. Oh, I love I love all of them, and uh, I love to have that connection, and I just want to keep keep connecting with him and keep that love flowing. Yeah, and you are absolutely. There's no no doubt in my mind, and I feel that he he was so eager to connect with you today. He's going to continue. Wants you to know that that he he just enjoys watching you continue to live and he wants to be a part of that experience and it's in the flow of life that he shows up easiest for you and you don't have to force it in any capacity because he's right there so the more you focus on your own flow the easier he flows into it that flow is one of the words that uh, we always associate with him it's when he played the cross and uh, with his hair and uh, so I love that. I love that. Yeah. I don't really use the flow word that often. So it's kind <laughs> right? of funny because I think I just used yeah. it like five times. Yeah. Um, but he just wants you to know that that he's in the flow of life. That's where you'll find right. him. And it's not so hard well, to find it. Yeah. You know? Well, um, that's good. I mean, we miss, miss him so much here, but if he's in the flow, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Any last questions for him? He knows uh, he was loved, and it sounds like he loved he loved us, and he loved his life. So, absolutely, I feel a little better knowing it wasn't that you know he was miserable and trying to get away from us or his life. So that helps. No, yeah, and I would say that there's no indication of that even before his passing. Yeah. Like zero indication. He feels like a really happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. And he just wants you to know you did know him. You know, he wasn't hiding depression or hiding anything, was my feeling. All right. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I will be. Session. Yeah, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for letting me connect with him. He's, he's really awesome and just a great guy to get to meet. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad he came through. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. Do you feel like you're stumbling around a little bit on your spiritual journey? 
Well, one thing that can help you find purpose and direction is knowing your archetype. Archetype are universal patterns of purpose and behavior that once you discover yours are really going to help you find your place in the world and your purpose in the world. I've created a very fun, very quick quiz to help you find yours, and you can find it in the show notes or at mediumfleurfleur.com. Finding your archetype will help you find direction, and we've even offered you some resources to find that next steady step on your spiritual journey. Go online today and find your archetype and your direction on your spiritual path. Before we get back to our show, I want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is an amazing way to help support the show, but also it's going to give you a sneak peek into something we've never offered before. You can find pictures, videos, little memorabilia between the client, the person that I'm connecting with, and their loved one on the other side. These photos are often ones that I get after sessions, but I'm wanting to share them with you because I see them as a love letter and just a beautiful way of honoring those who have passed. If you are at all curious, if you want to see them, if you want to honor them too, please check out our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes and you can help support the show. Thank you for being here and enjoy the rest of today's podcast. So good to see you again, Mary. Thank you so much. You too. Yeah. And thank you for for sharing your son with me in our reading. I feel like it was so powerful, uh, even from the perspective of the reader. So I just want to start off by saying thank you. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Thank you. I mean... As a mom, you know, you you just love hearing things like that about your kids, even when they're gone. Oh, absolutely. He's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and I had the opportunity to read through and listen back to our reading because I don't often remember my readings. So I remember the feeling of your son and I remember just that like electrical vitality that he came with in his personality. Um, But oftentimes I forget the details. And as I was listening back to it, I was just really profoundly moved by the bond that the two of you shared. And I know that that really came through for me listening back. And I hope that um, I was able to communicate that, you know, correctly to you. Yeah. And um, yeah, some of the things that you said about that, uh, that would really was really helpful for me to hear. I'd asked if there was anything that Owen uh, wished that we knew about his life that we didn't know. And and I think you said, no, you know, if anything, it's it's that that you really, really did know him well. And uh, I I just that's how I that's how I felt. But uh, it's nice to have that validation. Absolutely. Would you mind walking me through the story again. Yeah. And I would love to tell you, and I know in our reading, there were times when I was like, Oh, I wanted, I wanted to say more because you would be close to, you know, and, and I was like, Oh, this would, but I was really trying to, to not uh, say too much. Um, but yeah, my son Owen uh, is our middle child and um, he had just turned 18 at the end of July of 2019 and was moving to college and he was going to the university of Portland, which is a small I guess medium-sized college in our town and uh, we were really excited for him he was really excited and um, everything was going really well he was um, enjoying his classes he was making friends um, 
seemed like everything was going great for him. We got a call um, on a Monday morning from his roommate, you know, who was a, a young man that we had just met, you know, at the orientation and drop off in his room. And um, so not anyone we knew very well, but he was telling us that Owen hadn't come home the night before and that Owen um, had gone out had left the dorm and they were really worried because Owen hadn't come back. And so that launched us um, right away just because we knew our son and we knew that was so unusual for him to not be in contact with anybody, to not be in contact with any of his friends or us, um, to not have told his roommates if he was leaving. Um, I was really out of character. We got um, pretty, pretty quickly, we were on a very high level of alert and we got um, help from the college. And wow. we tried to get help from the police um, to look for Owen right away. And it, it took a while for, for those systems to get to our level of alert because I think they were thinking, oh, he's 18. He probably went somewhere, sleeping it off somewhere. You know, maybe he's a girl who doesn't want to say. Yeah. So we, we have an amazing, um, an amazing group of friends. And uh, the community of Portland really rallied around our efforts to find Owen. My husband went out um, up and down the bluff. Uh, University of Portland is on a steep bluff overlooking the Willamette River. And um, it's really yucky territory. You know, there's ivy and train tracks, but you know, Dustin and our friends were searching all these areas, um, searching, searching, searching. I, I was just paralyzed and at home for, for almost two weeks um, before um, Owen's body was found in the river the Willamette River and um that must have been shocking how did you how did you hear about it we were we were actually having that day kind of a break for our friends and our volunteers we were not um leading any big searches and we were at our house police called and said um you know they wanted to come and talk to us and um if, if we should clear the house is what they said and um I th it was just, you know, that feeling. Um, and we had, yeah. had had just no feelings and no, and we just had no clues and no, it just nothing made sense about where Owen had gone. And you were still left with a lot of, a lot of questions. So many questions, so many questions. And even, even once, you know, they were able to do the autopsy, which took forever, um, th that didn't really answer our questions either. And so, you know, we have two other kids. Um, Owen's older brother is a college student, and Owen's younger sister was a high school student who's now a college student. We had to kind of, you know, keep going um, with our new our new family of four, and um, with these questions and and all this just still hanging out there. And um, you know, so many people that that helped us wanted to know, and uh, the university wanted to know, you know. It's just been it's been really hard not not knowing and not understanding what happened, not knowing as a mom what to be worried about for my other two kids or or all the yeah. all the young people in our lives. Um, Thank yeah. you. Thank you for for sharing. Do you feel that connecting with him and bringing him in helped a little with those questions? I, I it definitely did. But the just to kind of have that he was alone. This wasn't murder, you know, this wasn't uh, intentional suicide to have those um, scenarios that run through my head every night um, to have those kind of 
you know, put away um, was helpful. And um, also something that you said that that um, helped helped me um, was to try to think of of this as, you know, his journey continues. Absolutely. It's not in the physical world with us, but it's not over. And and his spirit is not is not over his journey, his spiritual journey and his his existence, but his physical existence. So I, I try I try sometimes to think about that because we just we miss him and his joyful the ways he moved his body and made us laugh and um, brought friends and, and just light and, and love into our lives so much. We miss all that. But uh, if I can try to think about he's still there, it's still doing that just in a different, different way than that. That is, it's um, helps me feel a little more yeah. peaceful. Absolutely. And I, I definitely know he is feels very real to me. And even as we are chatting here, I feel that he's in the space as well, you know, just yeah. giving you support. And, yeah. and and that would lead me to ask, have you, do you usually feel him? Have you, have you tried connecting yourself? What's been your journey with that spiritual connection? Yeah, I, I try, <laughs> um, you know, early on, um, it was just so traumatic and, um, you know, I didn't know what day it was and if I had eaten or, you know, anything. Um, but uh, being able to do some, you know, breath work. So I, I have tried and, and I do feel that sometimes um, I can see, I, it sounds so crazy to even say, but it's like light energy, um, mm-hmm. like almost like Aurora Borealis. I mean, beautiful not any, not any normal patterns that I see when I close my eyes or rub my eyes, not any of that. It's something totally different. And, you know, maybe I'm, I'm making it up, but, um, it's, it would often be, you know, when I would be awake at night Mm. and, and thinking of Owen as, as I always do. Um, but you know, just like a shower of light or waves of light or, you know, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm always seeking more of that, um, I've had a couple dreams where I really felt like he was there, mm-hmm. um, you know, a dream, a dream very pretty early on where, um, I just want to have more and more and more of, of those connections and experiences. So maybe mm-hmm. I need to, to figure out, um, how to do that. It's this, uh, balance between, uh, finding, I think if you if you uh, have natural trance states that you go into in your day to day, like if if you're somebody who gets insights or intuitions when you're driving, for example, or when you're folding laundry, or just when you're right about to wake up, those are perfect states in which to try to connect because your rational brain is in the back, your subconscious isn't running the show. You're in that in between space, the trancey yeah. space. Um, that our brain naturally goes into when we're doing anything that is repetitive. So just something to think about to still have those connections in the dream state. And of course, he's not going to stop doing it. You know, you can still invite him in, but to to say, where can I create spaces or start to recognize spaces in my day to day where my brain just naturally moves into that in between, not fully focused here, not fully focused there. Um, You talked about, um, you know, being outside. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the other place where I feel like I have felt 
uh, connection from with him is yeah when we're out at our um, our family's uh, property along this beautiful creek um, in Washington State and uh, you know the water I mean it's just you know it's it's like paradise right there's just beautiful trees and the water's just rushing and rushing and so many rocks and then at the beach as well we go out a lot to the Oregon coast and yeah walking along the beach and the waves just coming in and going out and coming in and going out. And the heart-shaped rocks. The heart-shaped rocks. And um, I, I don't have a really good one right next to me to show you, but I have, this is kind of, this is not great, but it's, it's good. It I, counts. I have, I have, you. I She's have showing um, me a giant rock. I know. I have a whole basket. I can't, I can't show you, but let's see. This one's really good. Let's see. Oh, I mean, it doesn't beautiful. look that good. No, I like it. It they looks are, exactly like a heart. Yeah. They are just absolutely amazing. And I mean, I have found probably, you know, I don't even know, like a thousand. Oh, I mean, wow. this, this is, oh, that's perfect. You know, it's just that's amazing. Perfect. I can be walking that's... on the beach, you know, by myself or with my dog or with, with my husband or, um, or even at the Creek, which is, we've never found heart rocks at the Creek. It's just a different kind of water. I mean, I do see at the beach where there could be, you know, the natural sand, but even there, I don't kind of. find them that often. I would say, right. I yeah, mean, it's maybe once in my life, twice. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm a crazy rock lady now, I guess, but it's, yeah, it's happier to have those things than to just sit and miss him. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And one thing to consider with signs like this, external signs is I always like to say, you know, the, the spirit world isn't manifesting rocks out of thin air, but what they're doing is to point you and nudge you and create this bond between your spirit body and their spirit body for you to get an intuitive pool, to look right there, to, to glance down, to pick it up, to, to be in the right place, you know, yeah. um, to make sure that that rock lands in your path. That, that's, that makes, that makes sense. Cause it doesn't make sense any other way to me. Um, we were out at the Creek this summer on Owen's birthday, a place on our property where the road crosses the Creek on a bridge. And so we stand up on the bridge and look down into the Creek and it's, you know, not super high, but uh, we look down into the Creek on his birthday and I don't usually stand there and look straight down. You know, we're looking off and looking down the Creek or whatever, but I looked straight down and one of the, the rocks in the bed of the creek, the water super clear, was this huge heart rock. Oh, amazing. Probably like three and a half feet in diameter. I mean, and we've, it was just like, what? It's just crazy. But it was, yeah, just the awareness, that moment. I love know, that. On his birthday time. So I love that. When was, what was the first rock? Do you remember? When you... you know, I wish I, I wish I remembered the first one I saw, but um, I do remember being, um, being there last last summer so it was you know a year almost a year that we had lost him and being you know being at the creek and sitting and talking with a few friends who had come out to visit as we were talking seeing more and more even mm -hmm. though we had been sitting and talking by the creek all weekend and not seeing these rocks um so I was like, oh, here's here's one for you and here's one. <laughs> um, one for you, one for yeah. you. I made a couple notes too. I wanted to make sure um Absolutely when when you just right away talked about his hair and then he has, yeah, this beautiful Yeah, he's a Leo and he's got the mane. Um and then later in our session you you used the word flow and that, that was that Owen liked to see us in the flow of our lives and you said flow a couple times and I said, that's a word that we 
we associate with Owen and his, the way he moved through the world and in his sport moments and things that flow, finding that flow. So I, um, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's Owen and the flow. And um, when we were talking about uh, his music and the recordings he made with his friends, and you said something about the drums. Oh yeah, there's great drums. I didn't, I wanted to say at the time, but I was like, that's a whole long story and it doesn't make sense. But his friends that he got together with, they were all guitar players. Mm. So it was tricky because it was three guys, you know, and three, you know, who's going to play. But then one guy started learning the bass. And so he was playing bass and then they would take turns playing drums. And um, (laughs) after Owen passed away, um, his friend told us and sent us a recording of one of their sessions where it was Owen's turn to play the drums. And, you know, the other guys, when it was their turn, they weren't drummers. So they were pretty basic. They would do something just basic to get through the song so they could practice the other parts. But when it was Owen's turn to play the drums, he would try to do like all kinds of crazy stuff. And most of it wouldn't work out, but they um, they had a really fun time with Owen when he was playing the drums. I love that. That's what came up when the when you said Owen was saying there's good, good drums on those songs. <laughs> it's just so sweet and funny. And uh, that's cute. Yeah. yeah. I love little moments like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing for me that, that this, um, this session with you helped with, and I'm hoping I can continue to, to feel is um, a lessening of my anxiety about sending our daughter away to college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in any family, sending your youngest child to college is a big, um, emotional event. Um, but when you sent your second child to college and they only were at college for six weeks and then they're gone for, um, it's even a bigger, a bigger emotional challenge. So, um, hearing from Owen, you know, that he's watching over her and that, you know, she's going to be okay, that she has what she needs to make it okay. I, I really, um, and that, and that I can uh, trust Owen with some of my worry uh, and have him carry that for me was uh, meaningful. And I hope that I can. It's really, really hard. But uh, I have no other way to, to be. I mean, I have to yeah, have to let her go. And um, I think he sees it as an honor was my feeling. And He's I do a great think brother, you will. really great brother to both his brother and his sister. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great guy. So, so honored to have gotten to connect with him and connect you to him. And it was really beautiful. So thank you for sharing them. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I'm just so, I'm so grateful for, um, for this. Um, yeah. For getting connected to you and uh, having this experience. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so, so, so welcome. Yeah. Well, I think you're really brave and I think you're doing a great job. mom. Thank you. And they can just feel the love that you have for your kids. So I think. And see it in these hearts. Oh, and absolutely you see it in those hearts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's big and grand. And well, thank you so much, Mary. Thanks for your time and your energy and all of it. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah you're for, welcome. For using your gift to, to, for this was great. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank all you. Right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. 
We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps others find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleurless Inc. and Elizabeth Mihalich with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, including Lotta, Teresa, Min, and Jill. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to be on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth a short email detailing the loss that you've experienced and how grief affects your daily life to podcasts at mediumfleur.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at mediumfleur.com. If you'd like to know more about the guest and the loved ones who appeared in this episode of Moving Beyond, or how we create the podcast Moving Beyond, please visit our community at patreon.com. Simply search for Medium Fleur, M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R. We'll see you there. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.